is everybody doing tonight? This is Eat, Sleep, Elite, repeat your weekly AEW podcast with Charlie and Garrett. How is everybody doing tonight? We had a fun week of wrestling coming off of AEW All. Was it All In or All Out? I can't even remember anymore. Yeah, the, all, and... the Fallout from All Out. Exactly. Fallout from All Out. And the last couple of weeks have been absolutely fun to watch wrestling. CM Punk has returned to wrestling, everybody, and is making wrestling all the better, as he always does. We have all kinds of stuff to get through this week. But first, Charlie, how are you doing tonight? I am feeling great. I am very excited. This is episode one of our new show, Eat Sleep Elite. We're glad everyone's joining us, if you are. We appreciate it. And a holy shit, Garrett. AEW... (laughs) Is on fire right now. CM Punk, man, there's, there, <laughs> seeing CM Punk return just it puts a smile on your face. Like it yeah, does. I love it, man. And he what's had a good amazing week. is what, what's amazing is it's almost like, and, I, and it's not going to give Punk all the credit, but it is like he has breathed a new life into AEW. All these other stars seem to have been taking the example and sort of making the jump. Not that they wouldn't have anyway, but just I mean, we, like just the stars that we have there now, and Adam Cole, Ruby Soho. Daniel Bryan. I mean, it's insane. I mean, Bryan Danielson. Yeah, sorry. Absolutely. The American Dragon. I've always preferred him as the American Dragon. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> okay. but, hey, um, it works, though. It works. We're going we're gonna to be doing that a whole bunch. <laughs> all listen, these I, names, was an indie, I was an indie mark before being an indie mark was cool on the internet, all right? So, indie mark. Um, that's, that's not even technically true. But what, what we want to get to first before we get too deep into the shows and stuff like that, because we are going to go through show by show and tell you everything that happened in AEW this week. But all the results so and far, we've obviously watched all this week's content. We wanted to let you guys know what our favorite thing that we saw. And I'm going to actually uh, fix that in just a second with the cat. But uh, just so while I'm fixing that, Charlie, what was your favorite thing from either Dynamite, Rampage, or one of the shows from Dark this week? Yeah, in, in an overall just complete powerhouse of a week, pun intended, uh, Mr. Powerhouse Hobbs was great. And But no, we had a great week. And I really, when I really think about what was my favorite, I go between a couple things. This might be cheating a little bit, but it is what it is. I go between a couple things. I really loved when Team Taz came out. Uh, and ambush CM Punk, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that because the MJF promo that he did. And now here's the thing, guys. We know MJF is just great every single week, right? But here's the thing. This was this was another level. They're talking down to Brian, the loose cannon. Brian Pillman was brilliant again, pulling the methany card. He got he got to shut the fuck up. Chance. I mean, there was. MJF has the heat that people dream of, honestly. And I think sticking him with someone like Brian Pillman Jr., who only a couple months ago, you know, he's really just been a tag guy until recently. So sticking him with Pillman Jr. is a great idea. And and even Pillman Jr. eating the loss here will get MJ Like, it will help him get over. At the end of the day, it'll help him get over. Right? So... 100%. And this is what I loved about that segment as well, was... It was like MJF was like, it's almost like you could see the verbal conversation that MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. were having in the back, where Brian Pillman Jr. was like, no, I have limits. You can only say so much. I'm going to hit you. MJF was like, no, go ahead and hit me. That's what I want you to do. It'll sell the feud. People will literally buy into your character more if they see you defending your family, you know? Because MJF down doesn't care. We, we've seen boring. MJF do this to people before. We know that he just will eviscerate you on the mic if you allow him to and just take everything. So 
It's all got to be leading to an eventual MGF versus Eddie Kingston war of the war of the words, right? Like, oh, absolutely. We need to see those guys duke it out, heads up, man. Just those and promos would be killer. Shoutouts to Brian Pillman Jr. for bringing it when it came to that aggression. He that did, we saw. man. He really did. So for me, I know what my favorite thing was this week, and it's actually hit me out of nowhere. I, I actually going to do the same thing you did. I'm going to cheat a little bit and talk about a couple of things. Okay. So initially, I had pinned FTR versus, um, oh, snap. What is the name of the team? Dante oh, Martin and Matt Seidel. First yeah. time putting so those guys name together, the That's man. why I couldn't remember. So Seidel and Martin, yeah. So that team, which I hadn't even heard of, is actually really great. Yes. But then Rampage came around this week. Uh-oh. And we had a promo segment between Ruby Soho and Britt Baker. So it's all promos from us. You're going to see us from this, uh, do this a promo lot, guys. guys promo guys this week, man. We are literally, like, well, promos generally, for me, de- tend to be my favorite segments because they really show a lot about a superstar because I just believe you should be able to talk the talk and walk the walk. You should be able to do both. Um, that's why I love CM Punk so much. He does both really well. Um, but just such an unexpected just flip of the script from Ruby Soho. You could tell that wasn't planned. That she sort of just felt out the crowd. And, and, and not that I think any promos are really planned in AEW, but I think they do the, the, the I think everybody does the bullet point thing, right? Like, yeah, and everyone we need you, you to can hit tell these people points. write their own. You can tell. Yeah, and I, I think there's just certain things for the storylines that, that maybe Tony Khan or whoever it is, maybe maybe yep. Kenny in this case, since it's the women's division, you know, want to hit. But beyond that, you know, I can see Kenny really being like, no, you guys can do what you want. Just make sure you include these things. And Ruby Soho just said, you know what? Actually, though, I'm going to just be honest for a second and be like, this is how I feel about the wrestling business. And I'm going to be honest, it was kind of it was kind of a cathartic moment for me because it was almost like she was calling out the entire AEW women's division, you know, like, yeah. saying, hey, what is the deal with this? I've been watching this from home saying, why isn't this better? You know, and, and of course, I've been critical of, I mean, uh, in, in our private conversations, I've been critical about the AEW women's division. It's one of the things that made me reluctant to become an AEW fan for so long. Um, but I, I mean, especially if this is the direction that they're taking things, I'm really excited to see where they go. Yeah, and we're finally starting to get some more uh, – piggybacking off that point a little bit. We're finally starting to get some more women pushed. And this week, I really liked how we had more than just one women's segment going around. We had a, a little bit of the Anna Jay and Ty Conti versus the Bunny and Penelope Ford-like segment. Another women's feud is so desperately what this company okay. needs to keep well, doing what, going what forward. What the hell is the Bunny? What? Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> Uh, Ali Impact. I do remember her under that name. Under that, I name. mean, so I remember hearing that name like maybe once. She is all over TV right this week, especially. Look, respect to people that are putting in the work, right? But I just have never Absolutely. heard of this person, and they didn't seem they didn't really impress me. And I think maybe it's because she, she's more of just... a veteran. I think she kind of takes on that veteran role. I mean, like I said, respect people who've done the work. I just, I, I would like to see more from her and see, like, why why is she called the bunny? Like, what is this gimmick? I just haven't seen enough of it on TV yet. It's so very probably interesting be one of those things. Uh, I mean, you know, I, hey, whatever. Wait, some people like certain things. I, I'm not necessarily. But I mean, like, hey, we'll see. Like I said, I, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. So. And, and um, that the promo. Things? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that promo, that really made Ruby look like a star, I feel like. And, oh, yeah, and that's what I was saying to yeah. you. Like, I sent you a text, like, right after you. So, Charlie hadn't watched uh, Exactly Live. I'm exposing you a little bit here. He had, uh, had been, we were watching the UCF game or something like that. The heartbreaking um, finish of the UCF yeah, cardiac the night yet again. The heartbreaking, the heartbreaking childhood dream. Lo- no, no, but anyway. Um, oh, heartbreaker, man. But uh, HBK. So you hadn't watched Live, so I watched it ahead of you, and I, I remember I hyped up the, this, this segment ahead of time. 
because like the, the, for some reason I just never really considered Ruby R- Ruby Soho a star when she was in the WWE, and I think that's honestly because they didn't, you know, like. Um, and so now to see her really kind of like, you know, I don't even want to call it grabbing for the brass ring because that feels like such a WWE coded statement. Yeah. But like she's reaching for that glory, that that top level championship level, you know, uh, sort There's, of yeah. The thing she never got a chance to go for in WWE. Look, you know, she like had that one throwaway, one throwaway uh, title match on a pay per view against Ronda Rousey in the middle of her. It was like between, which was uh, a great match, by yeah. the way. That was one of Ronda's best matches, like. and it was between the Rumble and Mania. And it was a complete throwaway. You knew Ruby wasn't going to win because it's just yeah. like she never really got that fair shake. And we even they never even put the I, we don't want to discuss too much, but they never put the belts on her for the tag team titles, and it felt like she should have had it for months. It but felt anyways, like they were an, an easy layup. Yeah, there was anyway, another line I really liked from this. When she, when Ruby said, "Brit's got her head so far up Tony can Tony Khan's ass," and dude, I that know because I didn't know big. how they were gonna play that because they said the whole there was obviously the really really shocking line of uh, so you know just some chick banging some dude in the back oh or whatever my the, God. whatever whatever it was she yes. specifically said and then she says Tony Khan so that you put two and two together and you're like hold on a second here like what what what's yeah what the, you know obviously that was the intention it's. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like the ability to just flip turn on a dime and and feel the reaction of the crowd and feel what it is that you need to do that is just something that you cannot teach and I, I was so so glad to be um, I, I this used to happen on SmackDown all the time when we would do I, I don't mean to talk about WWE too much when we, we used to do reviews of uh, WWE stuff as well at one point and this used to happen on SmackDown to me all the time but of course the Friday show. Uh, stealing away my favorite segment of the week was something unexpectedly good, as wrestling should. Yeah, um, that's the brilliance, since, man. I feel like this elevated their match uh, for next week, and oh my god, next week. Speaking of elevating, why don't you go ahead yeah. and talk about AEW <laughs> Dark Elevation this week? <laughs> I like that, I like that. Yeah, real quick, so we'll run through our the Dark Elevation and Dark Results, just because I feel like it's important to touch on. It happens during the week, and they, they count in the rankings on Wednesday and Thursday, as you guys are, as we, as we see. Um, so to open dark, we had Emi Sakura pick, picking up a match. And I want to point out the person she faced. It was Queen Aminata. And Queen Aminata, Queen Aminata honestly kicks ass. I, I would love to see her get a Fuego del Sol or, you know, some of these others and get signed next. They could. She's got a great gimmick and she knows how to work in the ring. And also picking up victories, we had Frankie Kazarian, which makes sense because he, uh, Adam Cole faced him on Wednesday. We had Penelope Ford with the bunny pick up a victory. So getting her on TV again. The Butcher and the Blade pick up a victory, which you will see this tense. The Butcher and the Blade were not were rank three on uh going into the week. They pick up victories on Dark Elevation and Dark. And the next thing you know, they're going for the titles on Friday on Rampage. Hot shotted. I and we'll get into that. Uh Jade Cargill with Mark Sterling picks up a victory. Anna Jay and Tay Conti also get victories. Daniel Garcia with 2.0. He defeats Lee Moriarty. And that's a good name to point out because I believe Lee was signed. Tony Khan offered him a contract. So congrats, Lee, Mr. Tiger oh, so Style. They, so they have unsigned guys that will show up on elevation yes. and stuff like that. A lot, a lot of the people, a lot of times when I'm just saying who wins, it's usually against, uh, it's going to be against free agents. Like, or, okay, you know, so that's how they do the enhancement instead of just yep. having matches randomly. Dark so uh, shout out to like Lee that. for getting the, ti- the getting a contract, Mr. Tiger Style. Well-deserved. 
Okay. Uh, and then Nyla Rose defeated Sky Blue. Sky Blue over, even with the dark elevation crowd. It was, you know, I think the Butcher and the Blade, the, the big note from dark, this, the dark elevation this week is the Butcher and Blade returning to action. The Butcher looks, the Butcher, honestly, dude, he just looks great. Like, <laughs> he really does. And, and I'm I'm glad they're back. Do we need the title match this week over uh, Santana and Ortiz? I don't think so. <laughs> no, they just I mean, beat honestly. FTR. They just beat FTR. This maybe there's I don't know. I thought maybe they were saving it for a Grand Slam, but they're not. So I don't know what happened there. And we saw them make the save this week. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe they didn't yeah, want to be face versus face. Actually, I didn't. Actually, I, I didn't enjoy them showing up because I was. I mean, obviously they're associated with Jericho and all that, but you know, you just don't. You, you never. That's the beauty of pro wrestling is you. You buy in enough that you never expect who comes out to save who and stuff like that. But like. I mean, I, also Jericho really fun this week. I mean, I just like I actually. Yeah, do you want to just talk about that for like thirty seconds? Like the Jericho just coming out and just tearing apart. Uh, what is the team called? Like a, a yeah, American Dan, top Dan team? Lambert, Men of the Year with all Junior Dos Santos the, is in the that ring. match is going to be fun. But like on yeah. top of that, like I just my thirty seconds on that is I really enjoyed Jericho. I unexpectedly coming out and just sort of like dressing down American American Top Team, whatever they're called, like that. That whole faction looks a little weird, but I mean, I mean, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of the. Yeah, we're gonna similar... see what that happens. Yeah, yeah. that faction kind of reminds me of like when Team Angle would show up in TNA and not be quite the same as you know the original, like, but like just a bunch of random athletes and and, and like heels. But anyway, um, so I mean, I'm excited to see what comes out of, of Elevation coming forward. But what was going on in our, uh, regular AEW Dark? I guess we'll call it. Yeah, so AEW Dark. It was episode 108. This was the first one filmed at Universal Studios. It had a cool look. Um, it's kind of cool to see wrestling back at Universal Studios. Uh, we had the Butcher and the Blade, Anna J 2.0 with Daniel Garcia. Lots of you've seen a lot of fucking oh, <laughs> a lot of renames. Uh, Jade Cargill <laughs> with Mark Sterling picks up a victory, and after this, Mark Sterling cuts a promo. Uh, looking forward towards Jade Cargill's match with Layla Hirsch, which great promo. It's nice to see. Well, Jade, here's the thing: on Dark and Dark Elevation, people think that they're protecting her. No, Jade's picking it up. Jade is is very very special, and I'm I really like what they're doing with her. And on Dynamite, she had a killer match, which we'll get into. Yeah. Fuego del Sol picks up a victory. Sean Spears. We have a Sunny Kiss and, uh, and Joey Janela promo since Joey Janela turned on Kiss a couple weeks ago, setting up their little thing. And then we had Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Yuta defeating TH2 and George Ole. The Hardy family office loses. I feel like. Constantly, except for the Butcher and the Blade this week. <laughs> and um, in our main event, we had Layla Hirsch defeating Kylan King. And Layla Hirsch, man, there's about – this women's division is getting better, and it's really starting to become elevated. And Ruby Soho coming only heightens that. And as we were talking about earlier, someone like Layla Hirsch, Jade Cargill on Dynamite, they, they killed it. I mean it was awesome. Yeah, well, any of those results that stick out to you? Match. Any anything? Uh... Um, it makes sense that Cargill's getting a little bit more of a build. I mean, we like we said we'll talk about her match on Dynamite, but <clears throat> it seems like she might be getting a push coming here soon, like a, a major one, maybe the next uh, title push after the Soho match. But I mean, um, what did you think like... of what did you think of the Butch and the Blade returning to action this week, winning two matches on on Dark Elevation and Dark, 
and then going for the title on Friday Night's Rampage. Did you do you like that they just said, you know what, let's these guys before they before Butcher was hurt, they were looking really good. Let's just give them the respect they deserve, and then we'll kind of back off a little bit. Um, I mean, they the might still bucks. be in a few with them. It's the Young Bucks that control the tag division, right? So, no, I, I, I believe it's I all speculated. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously it's all under the guise of Tony Khan, but I mean, they, they when they re- originally formed the company, like it was said, like, yeah. I think some people, like Cody would handle singles and like uh, like Co- uh, Kenny would handle like the women's division. And I, you always assumed it was the Young Bucks that were booking and agenting the, um, the tag team matches, right? But um, even if it is Ch- Tony Khan, who probably has enough experience at this point to do it, um, they always seem to know what they have in their tag division, so it doesn't surprise me at all to see them pick up two wins and then immediately get a title shot because, like, they they literally have made wins and losses matter at AEW. So if they were on a strong yeah. streak before an injury, um, and the Butcher man, it, thank God, I'm so glad he's back. I I truly am a fan of the Butcher. He looks like a serial killer. I mean, he just does. <laughs> he's got one of the most menacing looks and I've people seen in AEW. Look like actual wrestlers. Like they would. Uh, I've made this accusation about a lot of. Um, we, we keep we keep saying we're not going to talk about WWE. Of course, we're going to talk about WWE. They're the enemy. Oh, of course. But, um, but they, a lot of the talent <laughs> looks too clean, man. They look too cookie cutter, too well put together. Everybody in AEW looks like they're ready for, or they just came out of a fight. Like you see the butcher on the street. What are you going to do? What's that? What are you doing with that stash? You're not messing with him, that's for sure. Hell no. That's what I'm doing. I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to get into some fight. of the a little bit of news we had this week? I'm curious about your sure. thoughts, and then we'll hop I mean, into I'm... dynamite and rampage and whatnot. Um, yeah, sure. So I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, Vince McMahon was going to let Brian Daniels wrestle in the G1 Climax in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that was not good enough for Brian. He, he so where does that? Where do you think that puts his mindset at? So well, that's that's, that's a really that's a good question. I like the way you phrase that. So first of all, it's it, 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 this came out of the well. It, this technically didn't directly come out of that interview. I think it came out of a different interview. But what was basically where I first heard about this was in the media scrum right after um, the pay per view when Danielson debuted the. He said that they were gonna let him wrestle. Basically, they were gonna let him break the forbidden door, which wasn't yeah. really forbidden. I mean, New Japan had worked with WWE before, but no one had actively wrestled while being on both rosters, right? Um, yeah, not so unless it was like some prerequisite stuff. But I really don't think. It's I happened. think if you go back to like the early, early New Japan, like co- like cooperation days back when like talent would like still be able to go over there, like when like the like Brock Lesnar was over there and stuff, and I think that was part of like. But I don't know if that was part of, like, a deal. I think Lesnar just went there, you know? Like, um, anyway, my point is, like, th- he, he was going to get unprecedented permission from Vince McMahon. And what that means is that Vince McMahon's probably in talks with New Japan right now to secure some kind of relationship. Because even if he's not going to do it via Brian, it's not like there's, like, not nine other guys in WWE right now that would love yeah. to to wrestle in Japan. And, like, New Japan, but, like, they're not going to care about... Just, they're not going to care about putting their wrestlers on both AEW and WWE. They're not going to care. No. Yeah, if they have people doing it's all shows the same on both, to them. it just heightens their brand because it's the yeah. two biggest wrestling shows in America. So what that tells me about Daniel Bryan or Ryan Danielson's mindset is that he just wants to face the best talent in the world right now. He doesn't care if that's in the G1. Clearly, he thinks there's a better talent pool in AEW than there is that he could face in the G1 right now, and I kind of agree with him. Like, 
Will Ospreay, I would love to see that match. Oh, I would love my. to see several other matches. There are other people. Shingo I mean, Takagi versus Brian Danielson. Give me it all day. Um, oh, what's the, um, I mean. Tanahashi. Tanahashi, Ibushi, I mean, like. Naito, just, oh, all of it. Okada. Oh, my goodness. Okada versus Danielson might have Jeez. been the match he was looking. That might have been the main event of the G1. But like, like the I could see overall, Danielson like, being in the G1 next year if COVID starts calming down and they these guys. That's can the get thing to Japan that's interesting. Yeah, now that he's signed to AEW, he could probably still wrestle in Japan, and they won't have any problem with that. Yeah, I mean, look, Moxley, Archer. We have we have Minoru Suzuki on the show this week. He made a vented dynamite. I mean, you're you're correct. So it's like it's absolutely possible that we see that maybe just not first. I'm sure AEW is going to want to get some of their matches out with Brian first. But like, it's it's an incredible precedent to set because it means Vince is now open to the idea that he's going to have to do some things like he used to do to try and beat AEW at some point. He's he's already uh, you know priming up the guns because not only is that a defensive move to keep Brian, but that's also an offensive move to go against AEW. Because if people were watching Daniel Bryan wrestle on Mondays on 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 Raw and just main evented their SmackDown, last WrestleMania, I mean if if we saw Daniel Bryan wrestle on Monday and then wrestle on like whatever day they have house shows in Japan, you know what I mean, like or whatever kind of shows they have in Japan. I mean, if we were seeing him wrestle in the G1 and also showing up on Raw every week, we would absolutely lose our minds. That so would it's be like, nuts. <laughs> so that's a big shot toward AEW. And honestly, I think it might have even been McMahon that leaked the idea that he was interested in that because if it was even leaked, like, I feel like he would he's okay with people knowing that because it means he's willing to take big shots and he's not just like going to roll over and let AEW win this. Like, Yeah. It's dude. I think it's very eye opening, and I think it tells the state. And uh, another news thing, I I do want to touch on this is, okay. uh, kind of going along. They're having. To, you'll notice WWE starting to make changes, and Big E won the world championship in WWE this week, and I feel like that's newsworthy even on this. This is the first time the world title has ever passed from one black man to another, and I think this this even proves more and more to me. The New Day is going to move the needle for them. And, you know, anytime something big like this happens, we're always going to touch on it with other with other companies. And, yeah, I, I mean, that that's a, I think that is a direct sign of the results of how good Dynamite has been and how good All Out was. With CM Punk moved the needle on his own. Now, even more is happening. I mean, and, so... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I'm no. just gonna say like this. I'm just gonna say the thing everybody else is thinking as well with with, with the Big E winning the championship. It's about damn time. But I mean, like, hundred percent. But like, the thing is, like, I, I don't. It, it's very much a, a panic move, uh, which a lot of moves by WWE these days seem to be panic moves, which is kind of sad to say. But like, the only reason they even do anything now is when they feel the heat from AEW. You know, um, and, and AEW just signed three of their right biggest. Now. I mean, and AEW just signed the two of their biggest stars ever, and one of their biggest up and coming stars. They just lost. I mean, they lost him so bad that they didn't even have a. Ch- I mean, it was. It sounded like from from Adam Cole's interview that he basically said, "I'll never work with you again, or, it, it, or unless you let me Twitch, go do man. this right now," because his contract wasn't up for like months. So like, he forced a contract to I mean, that's that's the kind of situation WWE is dealing with right now. So. To see them make a drastic move and do something that the fans really want, like, it kind of makes you, it, 
if you're a WWE fan right now, you kind of have to take that takes the wind out of the sails of that win a little bit because you realize that they would that they knew that you wanted this, but they chose not to do it because In a sense, they didn't yes. think they had to. But at the same time, it's still a nice moment. But it's just that's how it feels to me from the outside looking in is like this is something that people wanted years ago when Big E was with CM Punk, you know, like or, yeah. and like maybe it wasn't with Punk, but like when he was with Ziggler, um, I think uh, you meant Ziggler. Sorry. But I mean, I think he was tagged up with somebody else at some point. But like it, it's like the thing is, like we wanted to see him and Kofi win the championship long before they ever did. And like. What about Xavier Woods? Like, we haven't seen him win anything but the tag team gold. It's like, yeah, where's I mean, he going maybe, now? I mean, like, and I think his singles I wanna... runs from forever ago were great. I mean, it's like, what's going on here? You know, like... And going off that point, I think something that we noticed in the 90s when WCW and WWE were going at it, all this competition is... The more it heats up, it's only going to get better for both of them. This, I mean, we... If, yeah. If these trends continue, I mean, we are set for some beautiful. There's nothing better than good wrestling, and we—that's something we believe in. And and this brings me to my next thing because I think this is big. And so, Meltzer had reported that Bray Wyatt, right now, uh, formerly known as the Fiend, he is rumored to be—he's eyeing his AEW debut, and right now he is rumored to be on the Dynamite of September 29th in Rochester, New York. Now that is what? Not next week, but the week after? Yep. This, I mean, Bray Wyatt, writing his own promos, doing his own stuff. It, I, I will preface it by this. Um, for those of you guys that are new new to the show and new to us, I have been a Bray Wyatt fan since I've started watching, <laughs> since I've started watching when he's been in the company. And... <laughs> I, I am so excited about the idea, just kind of seeing of what we're getting with Malachi Black and how he's doing his own thing and kind of doing what he's always wanted to do and how f- great it is. Let me just throw some matches at you really quickly. Yeah, oh, endless. Endless. Malachi Black. Darby Could Allen, you imagine the... Dude, imagine the segment. Sting. Segments. Stinger. I mean, I got another Sting one, too. Sting versus Bray Wyatt. Adam <laughs> I mean, Cole, listen. bye-bye. Uh, yeah, another great match. Bray Wyatt versus, or, or what do you think? Do you think he would go? He'll go by Wyatt Rotunda. I could see him just doing straight Rotunda. I, I could see that too. What was it? He had an indie name for a little while, didn't he? That was something similar. He had a couple like horrible that. ones. He had like Husky Harris. Uh, he had some really bad like, names at one point. What if he was like Wyndham? Because like his, his name is Wyndham or something like that, right? So like maybe yeah. they could play on that something like that, like something with Win or something like that. Let me see like, what I some of his that. old names were. Didn't it he have like, like a horrible? He had a horrible name in like FCW. He's gone by Alex like Rotunda, Axel Mulligan, Bray Wyatt, Duke Rotundo, Husky Harris, The Fiend, The Fiend Bray Wyatt. I could see them Wyndham bring Rotunda. Husky Harris back if, if WWE doesn't own that name. I could see them bring that. Yeah, bring that's that kind back. of a meme. I think he's going to be very, very. Serious. I feel like that's why they could make it into a not meme though. Like especially oh, if yeah. he comes in as that and then changes over to whatever like demon gimmick he's going to do. Like because I could see him coming in is- as a normal wrestler at first and then switching to that because it almost always felt weird that he came in as a supernatural being like. I could see him building his character more naturally because you know he's I can definitely see something with years. Rotunda. Maybe just yeah, he's one gonna, word. He's going to reference his his heritage. I yeah, feel like it's it's something you have to do, especially because they're trying to compete. You know what I mean? Like they gotta get those big names out so, there while they can. 
Plus, it's, he's never really acknowledged that in his career, and it's obviously part of his life, so, you know. Yeah, that, so that'll be something to follow <laughs> for the next two weeks. And then the last thing of the news, I, I just want to touch on this a little, little lighthearted. Okay. Uh, the Young Bucks are selling a The Elite is Complete t-shirt. And now why I think this is a little kind of funny and important, I think this is a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, because I have this theory, and I think you are with me too. I don't think Adam Cole and Kenny Omega are getting along too much in the elite. I yeah, think, I think they're going to have a honeymoon phase here for like three months. Yeah. But I think the elite is complete is a little bit of a, you know. A little bit of a wink, wink. If I were Kenny non-day Omega day. right now. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> it's, I, I would be, and I'm all here for it, dude. Look, dude. Uh, Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega. Do you think there's a, a little more to that shirt? Uh, so here's what I will say. Beautiful shirt, I, I would, guys. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, uh, I wouldn't put it past the uh, the young bucks to signal stuff through their right? merch. Um, that being said, um, it really depends on how the crowd reaction goes. Like if the entire elite can ride off this wave of like, like baby face energy, honestly, that Adam Cole is bringing, like they maybe don't even have to like turn the bucks face. They can just like there is a log jam at the top of the card right now. It is an interesting conversation to have because, like, I, I, I'm curious to see what happens with that because um, it is an interesting observation and uh, we all know we'd love to see the match. So I just, it really depends on whether Kenny wants to do something on his own or not because um, yeah. Kenny could certainly have a lot more of those, like, dream He's got his stooges that, that he still has. It's true. So he doesn't even necessarily, he could stay heel even. So, yeah, you could do a lot with that, like. I think that's something to keep an eye on. They're not going to do it anytime soon. But no, if I was but Kenny. It's I'd, definitely I'd an interesting like, observation. Hey. You know, be like, hey, what the um, hell's going on here? I hope they had mentioned that on BTE. That'd be kind of fun. And last thing I want to touch on that we will we'll we'll dive a little more into next week because it happened last night. Um, this week's Dark Side of the Ring has been getting in an utter disgusting response. Uh, it was the plane ride from hell. We'll we'll talk more about it next week as we learn more and hear more. But they've pulled Ric Flair's commercial off air. Tommy Dreamer's been suspended indefinitely from Impact Wrestling. So we'll, as we learn more about that, we'll dive into it. But it was, it was not a good look for those guys. That is, I mean, uh, we'll I dive a little more into that next week. But that, so I'll yeah, definitely have to look into that. So, but I think it's something worth noting. We we're gonna, you know. We'll dive into it more we next argue, week, so I'm, you can look I'm forward to that. I'm definitely going to look into that, yeah. If you're interested to that, if you're interested in us talking about that, check out next week's episode. And um, I think, real quick, before we hop into those uh, Dynamite and Rampage, something uh, <laughs> we've decided we're just going to talk about because it's fun. Uh, being the Elite uh, this week called Catching Up. Garrett, how do you feel about a blackjack match for the <laughs> BTE title? Hey, listen, We man. watched BTE together this week, guys. We <laughs> were invested. <laughs> we were invested in this match. I'm this not even calling greatest, it a blackjack. This, this is, is the greatest, greatest match, match in BTE ever. history. Yes. Like, listen, we, the, the title change. More title changes on this show than at the pay-per-view. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that's not true. Um, but... Um, no, I mean, I'm a big it, fan I, of was, 2.0. It was really fun. Honestly, down. BTE is such a great opportunity to give people a spot that don't necessarily have something on, like, even on TV for like something. It's the perfect I, behind the love, scenes and all that, you know? 
I love that everybody gets a sh- like gets to be on it for like two seconds. Like even CM Punk was on it for like two seconds. You yeah. know, I don't know that he knew that he was on it. You know what I mean? He just saw a camera and reacted. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and- our, our Hollywood hunks weren't on TV this week, and yet they get their segments in cream. Uh, and it's know, really it's really cool to go back and see like the. Because you always see the extra camera out there with the Bucks, but you don't remember that that's the BTE camera when you're watching oh, it live. That, they had a brilliant shot from last week. To, or no, yeah. it was from this week. Yeah, from from week? this week, they had they had some whatever whatever it was from. He's got the camera. It was last week's dynamite, but it was when he's got the camera. And in the you ring. don't even notice him. You just think of him as another camera guy that's just shooting the Bucks that they're just not using. No, that's Brandon the BTE Cutler's a national camera. treasure. Pretty much always, that's the <laughs> BTE camera. So. It's just great that they have somebody working that so that it feels like the Bucks are literally filming stuff without people's permission, stuff like that, which they probably are, honestly. Who knows if people know what they're doing with the whole BTE thing? It's their thing, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I, we're definitely going to keep up with this. We won't always necessarily, unless there's something fun to talk about and BTE talk about it, but th- this was just an interesting interesting little, like, there was a, there was a title match. Absolutely. Fun stuff. Um, so, let's dive into a little bit of Dynamite, right? Okay. And, I mean, to open Dynamite, we got to talk about this. Our guy right here, Mr. Adam Cole, taking on Frankie Kazarian. I, I want to so, say before the match, the CM Punk pop. Oh, right? yeah. And then him going to commentary. And that transition of that pop to Adam Cole's music, dude. I mean, Honestly. holy. I mean, th- it, was, <laughs> it was beautiful, man. It was It was beautiful. That was okay. that kind of pop. I, I I got to open the show. What got me? I instantly was like sitting in my chair, like all excited. Like, all right, here we go. I mean, so Adam this. Cole, other than CM Punk, is instantly the most over person in the company, which is insane. Um, exactly. What it, what was crazy to me was, you know, he had that huge pop. Everybody has a huge pop for their debut, but then they technically turned the guy heel. So like, yeah, he should be getting booed. I mean, maybe not necessarily in the in the modern heel set, or I guess not modern heel sense, but in like the traditional heel sets. But he should be a bad guy right now. But he comes out to as much of a cheer and a pop as as CM Punk does, and it's crazy. Like you said, that's the great comparison because it was like the the crowd just rolled from straight from one reaction into the next. Oh, and it was and it just rolled so. It's like they didn't lose any energy in the process. They 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 spent all that energy on the Punk pop, and then. Immediately they had it again as soon as Adam Cole came out. Um, this was a great. I wasn't sure about the opponent. Like, I mean, Frankie Kazarian is great. I just didn't know for Adam Cole's first. I'm digging opponent his new gimmick, TV. the Elite Hunter. I like that too. And that I think that that fits into being the narrative for their first match together. First, Adam yeah, Cole's it makes first sense. Match. He's the Elite Hunter. He's a member of the Elite. That makes sense. But anyway, um, and well, I, I would like to see Kazarian take on like one member of the Elite every like week or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but. Um, maybe not every week, but every other week or so, like, that'd be kind of cool, and, like, the build-up to the next, um, stuff after, uh, Grand Slam, but, um, Adam Cole and Frankie Kazarian go out and have, it wasn't the best match on the card, obviously, because we had, um, FTR taking on Martin and Seidel, but it was definitely the, I mean, it almost stole the show itself, because it was, like, quick, but everything in it was great, and I think there might have been, like, maybe one spot where there was a little bit, it was a little bit iffy, but I'm not a wrestler, so who am I to talk about that stuff, right? Um, maybe that was how it was supposed to look, but I, I it just seemed a little weird to me. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, um, but I liked this match a lot. I want to hear your thoughts on it as well, but I just think this was a great in-ring debut for Adam Cole. Yeah. I love, too, that CM Punk is now taking that veteran status where he's like, I know my first TV match is going to be a big event because it's the first TV match I've wrestled in X years. Adam Cole's like, no, throw me on fucking TV now. Yep, yep. Also, we used our one F-bomb apiece. We're still PG-13. <laughs> yes. I thought it was, a, it was a perfectly good opening match of the show. It was very fun. Um. I, I, after the match, they officially formed the Super Click, and he said it. it is, the Bucks have trademarked that. And so we know next week they're facing uh, Jungle Ex- uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Totally cool with and Yeah, it was, that it was match a great way to crazy. start the show. Dude, the matches for, for, for Grand Slam are just insane. We'll talk about it more at the end next of the show. Next week is but... loaded. And so we'll just kind of hit the things we want to talk about here. Okay. Uh, we had our... Our quick Butcher and Blade promo. So just yeah. getting, you know, hey, advertising for Friday. Uh, Fuego del Sol challenged Miro again. I we're, we're kind of in agreement here. We're not really digging where Miro's going. But at the end of Rampage, it looks like it's going to be Sammy. So we'll touch that in yeah. a minute. I uh, put the car on the line. If Miro, Miro needs to run that over with a tank. Um, yes. Then we'll hit our MJF promo, which we have already talked a about. Soviet tank. <laughs> and then Christian... Uh, had a promo for about 40 seconds, and dude, he hit so many great one-liners. Talking about Adam like, Cole no, losing no, the, the Wednesday night promo. Hold on, let me correct you. This was not Christian's promo. This was Jungle Boy's promo that Christian took over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, he overtook it. Losing the Wednesday like, night Jungle Wars. Boy, I love you. You can't talk. <laughs> Dragging his ass Christian out of development. Did. There were some great one-liners. <laughs> Oh, I know that was great. It was a great shot to Adam Cole. Like, literally, you had to bring your friend out of development. But it's like, no, dude, he wanted to stay there. He was like, fuck that main roster. Oh, I said another one. Oops. <laughs> um, and then we had FGR with the beautiful tag match. And I think we both agree. With Dante Martin's brother being injured, I am perfectly cool. If they pair these two uh, up, that's got to be start... a trio when they bring when his brother is his brother yeah. going to come back. Yeah, if his brother well, comes the thing. back, I think Dante Martin's brother's hurt. I, Matt Seidel and his brother wrestle sometimes on dark, and maybe I don't know where that works. But they need to just put Dante Martin and Matt Seidel together, let them wrestle on dark for a couple weeks, and then maybe give them. Well, I'm saying match. if his brother and 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 him were involved, but we're just make him a trio when he when when they're all available. Yeah, I mean, hey. Like, we because might be getting honestly, those trio you need more factions too. to face the elite, and other people like the elite, especially because they're going to probably start forming more factions now that you have like Danielson and you know uh, Punk and stuff. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, I would I would like to see. So uh, what was the next segment after that? We had CM Punk uh, addressing the Suzuki incident, which was pretty funny because uh, <laughs> which that just leads to <laughs> uh, Moxley and Kingston versus Suzuki Gun next week at Arthur Ashe. Which oh my god, it's a lights out match. Yeah, and then something I really like here, which I'm going to stop for a second, Malachi Black. That promo, mm. first of all, kicked ass. Rosario Dawson in the crowd. We cover we cover Star Wars. We cover Marvel. We cover movies. We have a whole other channel for that on, uh, on YouTube, Visoki Entertainment. And we're big Star Wars guys. So this was like a Sith first dude. It was it was it was beautiful. She's wearing her nightwear nightmare family jacket. Cody running down. He's you know they're throwing hands on the stairs. I'm worried about one thing, Garrett. Mm-hmm. I don't want Cody to get his win back. Malachi Black's already beaten Ooh. Cody. I do not want Cody to get his win back like he's done before. Cody has been notorious for that in AEW. I'm gonna be a little upset if he gets his win back. I'm not gonna lie, 
That's I know something it's, we'll his, I know it's partially his company. Well, he doesn't own part of it, but like it's partially his responsibility. This company, but come on, Cody, take one for the like, you know, talent. Come on, you know, like yeah, he knows when to lose. Though he's lost the right times in his career, so I I have faith in Cody that he'll he'll let Malachi Black get a win. But I mean, uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but I, I actually really enjoyed that segment as well. I really like his music. I really like his gimmick. I like that he's not. Oh my at god! All, the thing on dude. I like on that he's head. not at all like he was as Alistair Black. Imagine he's putting that mo- someone person. that talented having him cut promos in a closet. Unbelievable! Imagine having a guy like That's that we'll cut say. promos like like at yeah. all. I, I would. I would remember when NXT had him on for a year, two years, and he didn't say a single word the entire time. And he was yeah. the most intense thing we've ever seen. Literally. <laughs> like, uh, not, that I'm, not that I'm saying that he can't talk. Obviously, he talked as Tommy in. But, like, it, it's... I'm just saying, you know, he can do yeah. everything. He doesn't need the words. He could sell it with his face. Um, all right, and then we had Dark Order's family problems continuing, which I think will all be solved when Hangman returns. It'll be a fun segment. Uh, Dan Lambert... You know, he's out there with America. I'll let Top you know team. when the Dark Order moves the needle for me, by the way. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they got over really big with Brody Lee and, you know, his passing. I'm saying piece. current because I yeah, want exactly. them to be what they can be. With, I think, I think when Hangman loss. returns, we'll start to see them a little bit more. And I'm Anna glad that Hangman has stepped up tonight. in that role since since Brody Lee's passing, too. So that's, that's good to see. Um, um, the Dan Lambert segment, we had Jericho and, and Hager interrupt. They were just tossing insults and they're going to be singing that this. song. This was fun. Yeah, um, they're gonna be singing that song at him, you know, going on. <laughs> I think you know. Here's what I think this leads to: the inner okay. circle. They're, they're like loosely together right now. They've kind of right. been like that. Okay. I think this leads to Hager turning on Jericho and having Dan Lambert speak for him as a former, M- you know, him being an yes. MMA fighter himself. So you think he'll join like America Top Team or one of those? And like, I think he joins. Yes, and maybe with this Men of the Year with Page and Scorpio Sky, which. Again, Ethan Page can talk, man. Let him talk. I don't. I, I, Ethan Page does not need to be with Dan Lambert. Yeah. Okay. Sets up I, another match for next week. Goes. Um. Oh yeah. Real quick. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. The the Jericho. Yeah. The tag match. Anyway, go ahead. And then we go to a Gun Club promo, and I like how they mentioned that they're undefeated. It's it's little things like I that. I haven't even heard about this group. So Billy Gunn is wrestling again. Wrestling with his uh, two sons. Yes. Respect. Pretty cool. Uh, Pretty cool. Interested to see where that goes. And um, I like that they mentioned that they're undefeated. And in Wednesday's rankings, they were not in the top five. It looked like Billy Gunn was still killing it out there, too. Yeah. Like. They, they've they've done some stuff on Dark that I like. And I think this is, again, another trio that they're purposely setting up. I, yeah, I more really factions. think. Give me the factions war. WWE yes. could never pull it off. Give it to me. Um, And then we had Jade Cargill pick up her match against Layla Hirsch. This was really nice. Unexpectedly good. Yeah, we got to see Jade do more than five moves. I, and I think you can tell Jade's been really working on it. She's, she's been very raw, and each week she's getting better. And she's only going to get better with the better talented people that we put her. Jade's a future uh, women's world champ. That's that's clear as day. It's just when's it going to happen and how quick. And I like that they're taking their time. You can have her do this stuff with Layla Hirsch. You know, we can we can let her go to Thunder Rosa. We can let her go to, to Chris Statlander. I and do Ruby feel that if you put against too many small people that you're going to run the risk of her starting to make everybody else look too small. Like, which yeah, is always I mean, well, a problem that's that the I thing. have with she's, Tamina. She's like, oh, you don't 
Hey, you know what else they're going to do? If you her and Nyla Rose. somebody of her size without putting her against somebody similar to her in size, it's going to make her look... I feel like it's going to make her look huge and everyone else look way small. Like, yeah. that was the only thing that sucked is it made Layla Hirsch look really small out there. I mean, it was on purpose, but, oh, like... Yeah. It, she's like it a good, felt good, like she yeah. was, like, a child out there sometimes, <laughs> like... Um, so, yeah. And then we go to CM Punk is interrupted by Taz. Send Hook. Hook came. Hook came. We are part of... This is a proud member. We are proud members of Hook Nation. Hook gang. Hook is the shit. <laughs> I I like the guy's look. It's interesting. Dude, right? He's never had a match. And if Hook's first match is with CM Punk, that's that's what legends are made of. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I thought Powerhouse Hobbs laid him out. I really like this spot for Hobbs. Um, I think it's a brilliant spot. And again, this leads to our first CM Punk match next week. And then just to um, just to end the show, we kind of got Darby Allen defeating Sean Spears. We saw that coming. I really like the post-match, Garrett. Wiping off the face paint, it was like taking off a luchador's mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was an interesting spot. It, it, it's definitely something you don't always see. I mean, it's something they've done before, and they always try to make as big of a deal out of it as the luchador mask thing. But to me, it's not necessarily the same thing for those guys, right? The paint is more about an artistic expression. So, But it's the ceremonial association that you have with wearing a mask in wrestling that makes you immediately associate it. So um, yeah. it has the same level of impact, I think, for the fans. And it definitely does for somebody like Darby Allen or something like that. you know, like. And then we get our promo, Garrett. Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. Just heads up, Don Callis is out there. Where has Daniel Bryan been the last few years, man? He's been back in wrestling, but I have not seen this fire in him in years. And this was beautiful. And I, I have to say, it reminded me of when he was younger, when he was when he was still unproven. I guess would be the way to put it. When he was early in his WWE days, and he would just go out there and show everybody why it is he should be the one on TV. I mean. Here's the thing, like, I, I really enjoyed this uh, this segment, um, but, like, I, I, I really hope that they can live up to the hype of this match, because I'm going to be honest with you, and this is not a knock on Kenny Omega, but in some big moments, like, there's been matches that we all looked at with Kenny, like, I'm going to say out of, like, the four matches between Omega and Okada we got, I, two of them were good, and two of them were really really good but i really had i i think they could have they maybe went too long or they weren't perfect i think that was the consensus they 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 had they wrestled four hours worth of wrestling which is a lot of time you know you have a lot of opportunity there but there's also a lot of opportunity to not fulfill what everyone's looking for you can never live to the hype of some matches you know um yeah styles versus nakamura was another one of those ones that just never could quite live up to the hype you know um oh yeah so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I'm I, this promo segment itself. I mean, it just it sold the match so well. But it it, 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 slam, it tugs man. at that at that part of my brain that's like afraid as a wrestling fan because you just never know. Like, um, oh yeah. So I'm actually going to go ahead and make an executive call here and say let's go five minutes over our time slot here because we do have a whole other show to talk about. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna power through this. Uh, we got Moxley and Kingston, and then we just got Miro accepting his challenge. Matt Hardy hitting him with that orange egghead. 
And to close our show, we got Moxley in the main event again with Kingston, and they defeated 2.0. I thought this was fun. I like the spot for 2.0, and I like the Moxley and Kingston getting their match. Yeah, I, this match felt like it got a little bit of time cut from it. I think they even made like an announcement about that via the um, it was just whatever time was left in the show left comment by the uh, ring announcer, which sucks because you know obviously something went a little long. And I'm thinking I know what went long, um, but hey, whatever you know, like, um, but it's it's fine. You know, th- they'll get another chance to have a match like this at some point, so I'm not that worried about it. But yeah, you'd like to have seen it go a little bit longer. Oh yeah. And then, so, overall Dynamite. I think it was a good episode. I, I enjoyed it. I sat there. You know, the two hours flew by. As always with AEW, I feel like I checked the clock and I can't believe it's already 9.30 because there's so much shit packed into it that it just flies. It's sung like a whistle, I thought. I The only thing... I don't know. I, I think... I think the Dan Lambert thing needs a new angle. It needs... He said the it same thing for like, like six it weeks felt in a like row. It was just like kind of yeah. meandering and a little stale to the crowd. Like so, I'm hoping it at, all. at Grand Slam we kind of get a change. Yeah, he's got go away heat. He doesn't have like heat heat right now. Yeah. you can tell. Um, but Over, which overall, is fine. dynamite for you. Uh, I thought it was a good show. I thought it was. Uh, I thought. Um, I mean, it's hard to compare Dynamite and Rampage because one is two hours and one is an hour. You know, so. And, you know, this week Rampage is filmed right after, and you can kind of tell. Well, it's not necessarily that for me. It's just that, like, it's a more concise show, so you can kind of... It's the it's the same thing, um, like, if you compare Raw and SmackDown, right? Like, you have an extra hour on one of those shows, so there's going to be a lot of nonsense you're not really a fan of. And an extra hour of content, even if it's just two hours versus one hour. That's just the way wrestling is. Um yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I did enjoy Dynamite overall, uh, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, I it wasn't like everything on the show was perfect, so we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But right now, AEW's really killing it, so I'm excited to see what they do, especially for next week with some of the stuff that they have. Agreed. And next week, guys, will be a much longer show, and we will dive into it, and it's going to be beautiful. Uh, so AEW Rampage was tonight. We're we're just gonna hit the the Baker's notes real quick because we kind of talked about the main thing, which was our Britt Baker and Ruby Soho promo. It's true. To open the match, we had a tag title match, and this is kind of what we've been we've been discussing. The Lucha Bros defeated the Butcher and the Blade, and I think the Why most was important this part. So short. This could have been longer. Like, yeah, I I have theories. I I don't, and I think Santana and Ortiz making the save as baby faces after. I don't. I want them to go for the titles. They beat FTR. Like FTR does not get beat. They FTR put them over clean as a sheet, and I just I feel like I don't know. I'm a little concerned because now they're not in the rankings. The Gun Club's in the rankings. I'm I'm on something. I'm keeping my eye out. You know, I think that's fair to say. I'm keeping my eye. I was just out. so surprised because the match was going super well, and I was like, okay, they're gonna have fun with this. Maybe they'll give this a little more time. And they got, it felt like maybe it got cut a little bit. Like, it was strange. Like, um, Yeah. I know it's only an hour show, but you can give them 30 minutes. I, they've it's, done that with SmackDown. I like how they've they been doing just the straight first 30 matches. minutes. To, yeah. What was, there was a match that was going super... It was not meant to be, I don't think, like a 30-minute match, but, like, opened up a SmackDown once, and it was just going so well. They were like, fuck, just get... How oh, we keep swearing. We just give it more time, you know, like... Uh, and yeah. they just kept giving it more time, and then, like, it ended up being, like, a super long opening match, and everyone was fine with it, 
But we all realized way later after watching it, like they probably didn't intend for that match to go that long, but they just kept calling good stuff in the ring. And clearly somebody in the back and Vince was just like, you know what? This is go. Just let him go. You know, like, yeah, it, 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 it uh, yeah. I mean, it's when, when a match is going well. So, but I mean, you know, obviously they want to keep to their hour time. So they're probably trying not to upset TNT too much right now. Or I guess, um, you know, um, yeah, they, they're trying not to upset the network. I mean, I get that, but it's also like, Oh, one thing actually I do want to comment on that I have to say that has been kind of really annoying me with AEW. And this is just an annoyance with wrestling in general right now because it seems like everybody does this. I'm so sick of the picture-in-picture wrestling nonsense. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, for like 10 uh, minutes during some no of the one, matches, he, he, it feels like. Let's be honest. Who pays attention to it? I, I immediately like tune out or fast forward. Yeah, like if I have the option to skip through it, a lot of times I do. And it sucks because there's a lot of good wrestling going on there and those wrestling breaks. But, like, the whole point of those breaks was supposed to be to let wrestlers rest. And I thought yeah. AEW would allow wrestlers to go back to having rest holds, you know, like. Right. Apparently, that's just not the case. And it's just, it, it's it's Ugh. unfortunate because some guys would benefit from that, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if it's what the, if it's the direction wrestling is going, so be it. But I just, it is a little disappointing to see all the pauses in the action like that. Now, I'm not, I'm not yeah. against the pauses. I'm against us seeing what's going on while it's going on. Like, because it means exactly. they have to wrestle for that entire time now, and it just it's yeah. It, anyway, and, and so 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 right after that, we had Anna Anna Jay defeat the Bunny, which we kind of touched on. It's it's nice that they're running another Ooh. feud. Yeah, <laughs> and we had the Hobbs versus Punk vignette was nice. Matt Hardy interview. He cut an Orange Cassidy lookalike's hair. I don't. I, again, I don't know what they're doing with this Hamley. Can I just say I'm Hardy ready for Matt Hardy to do something new? Yeah, they gotta. They gotta. They gotta. I don't want the leader. I don't want we had business yeah. Matt Hardy. Give me something. Give me some like. Give me. You know what I want to see? I hope Matt Hardy hears this. I want to see evil Matt Hardy mixed with extreme Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Give me that combo. No, seriously. Hear me out. Yeah, evil Matt Hardy mixed with like the daredevil aspects of the younger Matt Hardy. I'm telling you, you could do something really cool with that. I know there's other guys that are doing that right now. Oh AEW, yeah, but Matt Hardy has the has the name recognition to pull that off. And that took us into our Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho promo, which we talked about. Beautiful stuff. And then Miro defeats Fuego del Sol for the TNT title match. All right, I think the most right. important most important thing of this finally. It, it, we might get an actual challenger. It feels like Sammy Guevara makes a save. I think this it in storyline makes a lot of sense. This is his best friend. He just got the contract a couple weeks ago. The Spanish God versus God's favorite champion. I think it's time. I would love it if Sammy took this belt. I would love it because even in the rankings, it, it the TNT title really has no direction right nobody, now. Nobody does. Does nobody know how to use Miro correctly, man? It's just so sad. Like I, he he. I know they he's gotta, unique, they gotta but move like, he's I like gotta, that they're he's got to be in the title scene, right? Like the main title scene, like yeah. Or, so, like, so ever since he won the belt off Darby Allen on Dynamite, right? Ever since okay. then, every single match has been a title match. He's beaten Dante Martin, Lance Archer, Evil Uno, Brian Pillman Jr., Lee Johnson, Fuego del Sol, Eddie Kingston, and Fuego del Sol. The only one that really felt like he, he could take it was Lance Archer, but we we kind of knew he wasn't. So it's like. I don't know. I, I think Sammy Guevara is definitely a step up. I think it's in the right direction. I think overall it was a solid rampage. Britt Baker and Ruby Soho stole the show. Yeah. 
The matches were perfectly fine. Um, overall, I think next week's going to be the money. For sure. Speaking of next week, what is it you're most excited for going into next week's Grand Slam sort of pay-per-view-like event yes. that we're going to get on TV? Yes, this is something we're going to enjoy ending our shows with so we can send you guys home with something pretty. Is what's, what's our most anticipated thing? And for me, there's a couple things, but man, I... I I am ready for Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. That's the answer. Come on. We all knew it. We knew what it would be. But I'm going to cheat a little bit. Powerhouse okay. Hobbs and CM Punk is a little bit of a side. It's it's there, okay. too. Okay. <laughs> what about okay. yourself, Garrett? <laughs> Obviously, Omega versus uh, Danielson is going to be an incredible match. Um, but I'm actually really excited to see what they do with the Jericho and, uh, uh Hager team up because that okay. just caught me off guard as like, I didn't expect that. I want to see what this America top team thing is. Like, I'm just curious because like you were saying, you were spitballing the idea that maybe this is where Hager ends up next. I would like to see this, that match, especially because it's got Jericho in it. We haven't seen Jericho really on TV all that much recently. Um, or at least he wasn't yeah. in the build-up to the last pay-per-views and stuff. Um, at least I wasn't. Why? But I guess I wasn't watching very recently, so that's I can't really say. But I, I just I would like to see uh, what they do with that because it looked like the, they definitely had a lot of heat over there. So there'll definitely be some big spots and stuff like that. I just I didn't want to say the same match, so I went with that. But also, like, there's just so many insane matches that are set up on this show it's that it's unbelievably like, loaded. I mean. We are in for yeah. a treat next week, guys. And next week, we'll, we will talk about it at length. And I'm very excited for it. This is our first episode. So our first episode is a little shorter just because of our uh, situation here. Yeah, and nauseating length. That was my nickname in college. No, anyway. Um, there you go. Send us home, Garrett. <laughs> Send the people home happy. You're, you're like CM Punk. All right, guys. So this has been the first episode of our new AEW wrestling podcast, Eat, Sleep, Elite, Repeat. This has been Charlie and Garrett, and we will see you all next time.